Welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast. This week, Jeremiah and Bianca Stingle are having a conversation about becoming an effective leader, as well as how to develop others into strong, confident leaders. Within the notes for this episode, you will find a discussion guide so you can listen with your leaders to spark dynamic growth within your team. Are you ready to grow your leadership? Let's join this conversation with Jeremiah and Bianca. Welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast, where we're developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Bianca. And today we are in part two of Small Talk is a Big Deal. So if you missed week one, go back to last week's message. It was great. We give some great tips on why small talk isn't actually a big deal. I remember years ago at one of the churches I was attending as a teenager, and I remember I would go to church by myself and I would sit there and I would notice like it felt like everyone knew each other and they were talking to each other and I would just sit there by myself and no one would come and talk to me and I just felt kind of like an outsider and I remember there was a point in time where I wanted to let leave and try another church but I really loved the church I loved the messages I loved the worship and it, it just seemed great but I wasn't really connecting with anyone and I remember the Lord speaking to me saying, Bianca, I, I have brought you here for a reason. I don't want you to leave yet. And I was like, but Lord, no one's talking to me. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, I want you to be what you need. That's good. I want you to be the person to go and reach out to people. I want you to get out, out of your seat and I want you to go and start talking to someone that is else. so good. And so I started doing that. So I felt like it wasn't given to me, but I felt like I was called to do that to other people. So I would go, I would look for people that were sitting by themselves and I would just start talking to them, uh, even though I didn't know them. And I really felt like the Lord gave me courage to do that. And it started off with small talk, but it developed into very, very strong relationships. And so that's why we're talking about how small talk is a big deal, because it starts things that can really develop into something significant. So we shared four points last week, and we're going to jump into four more this week. So the tip that we have that number five is notice nonverbal cues. That's good. And so words are just such a small portion of things that we can learn about someone else and how we can pick up on things. And there are cues. There are social cues that people show us whether or not they're engaged, whether or not they they, they want to say something as well. You can look at their eye contact. You can look at their body language. You can just kind of sense where they're at. Are they engaged? Are they bored out of their minds? If we really take time to step outside of what we're thinking or what we're about to say and really pay attention to where the other person is at we can pick up on social cues and you know how like when you're watching like a video maybe you're watching on youtube now and you want to see like how much is left how much more of this video do i gotta take you gotta touch the mm, screen there i've done that there are times where people that we're talking to are sending us a cue like i'm touching the screen i'm seeing how much longer you're going to talk about this right. those are things that we got to pick up on as Come leaders on so that we can engage with people to where they're at yeah and i mean we don't want to spend time talking about something that Nobody else wants to hear. I mean, I, I, as much as we think, here's the thing. If we're really honest, there are some things that we're talking about that people really don't want to <laughs> listen to. So important. None of us, nobody wants to hear everything that we have to say. So we just have to humble ourselves and recognize, look, there are just times where maybe I'm, I've gotten unengaging. Yeah. But also, it, it might even be deeper than that. It might just be where that person is at 
in their headspace for the day. And that's why it's really important because what if you're talking about something and they're in a completely different place just because emotionally or relationally something just happened. And so that is an opportunity for us to engage at a deeper level. But I I want us to, to hone in on this just a little bit because there are times where some people, they might seem a little closed off. And I, going back to my story, you know, you may walk up to someone and they may just kind of be like, why are you talking to me? You know, they may not say that, but their whole demeanor is kind of like, why are you talking to me? Deep down inside, people want to be engaged with. Yeah. They want people to come after them. And I want to encourage you as a leader to go after people that might seem like they want to be alone. Man, they really don't. They yeah. they want, want connection. They want connection. They want relationship. And sometimes here's what I found. Sometimes people do this. Get close to me. <laughs> get close to me. I really want to get close to you. Get close to me. And their body language says the opposite of what they truly want so true. and what they truly need. So as leaders, we overlook certain things so that we can get to the heart of other people. And you can kind of gauge uh, the conversation and, and figure out the flow through that. The second thing, or point number five, if we're going to... Point number six. Par- point number six, if we're going <laughs> on this two-part series, is avoid rush judgments. Avoid rush judgment. So avoid jumping to conclusions too quickly about what you think the other person is thinking or what they're saying. Because many times if we're too quick to jump onto some things, mm. people aren't where we think they are. And then it kind of messes up the flow of that conversation yeah. because we're not we're not tracking along with where people really are. And so sometimes you can kind of jump to a conclusion to think that a person's, a person's a thinking a certain thing, and then you try to meet them there, and then there, it just kind of messes up what's happening in that moment. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes, especially if you're wrong, then it really kind of turns them to like another direction, and they don't really want to engage anymore, and and the truth is, is we want people to open up and say it themselves, yeah. so don't finish other people's sentences. Don't assume that th- that's where they were going. They might have been going an entirely different direction. Let people have an opportunity. So here, can I, can I talk to the talkers? Because I can tend to be a talker. You can tend to be a talker. You definitely tend to be a talker. So we're preaching to ourselves here. <laughs> but recognize if you're a talker, we have to learn the self-control, the self-discipline of closing this, especially around people that tend to be a little bit more quiet. And can I tell you, people that tend to be a little bit more quiet, they have some of the richest gems to offer. I feel so enriched after talking with them. So, But they're, they're not going to talk over you. They're not going to interrupt you to get their point across. And they definitely, if you're going to assume what they're going to say, they're like, well, you obviously know it all. So go ahead and finish what, Mm. you know, so giving those people that opportunity. And so if you're listening carefully, okay, if you respond to what the other person's saying, many times you'll avoid rushing to these judgments. You'll avoid, you know, just kind of jumping ahead of the thing. If you're really listening to people rather than always just thinking about the next thing that you want to say, respond to what they're saying. Look them in the eye. Think about the things that they're thinking are important and really, really carry that conversation there really well. That's so good. So the seventh point is, is don't assume agreement. So when we go into, you know, a brand new 
conversation with somebody or someone that we don't fully get to know, it's really important that we don't make assumptions about that we, we all believe the same thing. That's probably one of the most dangerous things we can do in, in a conversation, especially if it's the first time we're talking to someone, because we can really isolate people if we don't agree on the same thing. There's this thing called assumed similarity bias okay. that a lot of people do. And what that means is, is, is they actually assume that this person, and it could be social, social settings, it could be church settings, it could be work or, or the part of the state you live in or what state you live in. And there's, there's these assumptions that that person believes the way I believe. So then people start saying things, they start sharing, oh, their political views and their, and, and I'm not saying that you can't do those things. I think that there are times that you say what you believe because you have your own convictions, but I am talking about there are, there are, proper ways or not proper ways. That's not really, I just feel like there's appropriate ways, appropriate ways to have those conversations, but to assume that someone believes the way that you believe can really alienate people from, because if you start saying something, say you're like, oh, well, I'm in this state. So all these people are on this side of the political belief system. So I'm just going to say this. If the other person doesn't, that person immediately is like, well, I can't, can't connect to this person because they obviously believe this. And, and here's the thing. We're not, we're not going to tiptoe around each other, but I do think that we can learn from each other, but that is that you have to do it in a respectful way. It's so important. And if, if you're, if you're sharing the way that you view something and assuming the other person's there, it's, it's a little bit arrogant to think that everybody thinks the way that I think that's true and and it really kind of pushes people away it keeps them at arm's length rather than inviting them in by not just thinking that everybody thinks the way that you think about something that's so good because you don't want to run into those moments where where it just kind of creates this awkward you know the crickets chirping you know (laughs) and it's just like um I don't think that way, you know, so it is, it is a lot of times about a political view, a religious view. It could be a family situation that you have, maybe, maybe it's the way, you know, like, so, you know, there's a joke that people make about mothers-in-law, you know, they're like, Mm. oh, your mother-in-law and like somebody's mother-in-law might be really cool. And then like, you're making it, (laughs) so you're making like a joke about something and it's, it's just being misinterpreted. So you just want to be careful about that because it can really kill conversation. It really can kill conversation. And we're not at all saying that you can't even go into some, some deeper conversations about belief systems where two different parties believe two separate things. In fact, we encourage that. If you have relationships with people that believe differently, go into those conversations. I I have that with my family. There are times that different family, we believe different things, but you know what? We love each other. We respect each other. We go in and sometimes it gets a little heated. I'm not going to lie. But what happens is, is you know what? I become enlightened to someone else's point of view. They become enlightened to my point of view. And the best thing that can, we can walk away with is we both grew from that conversation, but it's all about relationship. It's all about context to go into that kind of conversation. That's already a heated topic with someone you just barely met. That's a big no, no. Yeah. You want to avoid that. <laughs> you want to sure. avoid that for sure. So the last thing, the final thing, the eighth point here is that we need to detect lean in moments, mm. detect 
lean in moments. A lean in moment is when you're telling a story, you're, you're sharing something and you can kind of see the other person just kind of lean in a little bit toward what you're saying. And whenever there's a lean in moment, it's a powerful moment and you really want to capitalize on those and you want to connect with another person about those things. And Jesus, he was so good at this. I mean, how many times do we read about Jesus telling a story mm-hmm. and getting people's attention in such a big way? Mm-hmm. He connected with people because he found these ideas, these things that people genuinely wanted to be a part of and wanted to be interested in. He found things that affected people's lives personally, and mm-hmm. he, he just brought them closer to him. He's really the greatest leader of all times, and he's the greatest connector of all times. I love that. And he, he would engage. That's that's the one thing that is so incredible about, about our Savior and our God is that he didn't just come to tell us something. Yes. He's the so king good. of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He was there when things were created. And he willingly left all of glory to come down to earth, which is humbling, by the way, because that's his creation. Yeah. He, he left his, his state of glory to become what he created, which is mind-boggling. And he could have just been like, here, here's the truth. Here's what you need to apply to your, your life. But he would engage with people. He would ask them questions. He would draw them in. You know why? Because he knows what health is. He knows what love is. He knows, And that's what relationship is. It's this inviting one another to a deeper place in that relationship. And can I tell you, that's one of the most meaningful things to me is if I'm in a, those are the type of people I love talking to is when I'm in in a conversation and that other person's like, well, tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. Well, when that, oh, that must've felt like this. And, and it's like, they, they're not rushing past what I just said. And I'm, I'm saying this because this is something I need to learn because there, there are times my brain kind of thinks rapid fire and I know yours does as well. And so sometimes in, in conversations, it, it can feel too rushed. And that's a weakness that I have that I'm learning as a leader is to slow down in conversation. And when someone is, and, and really following the cues and when someone's leaning in or someone's really engaged because they're sharing something about their life, that's not my time to move on to the next point. That's not my time to move on to the next thing in my head. But instead it's the time to say, okay, well tell me more about that because that could be the purpose of the conversation. Have you ever gone into a conversation and you thought you were going to talk about something, the one thing, but when you when you walk away, it was like, no, that the that conversation yeah. Oh, yeah. was really for this. And I wasn't expecting that. And can I tell you, if we would go into conversations with that mentality more so than not, I believe that we would pull out so much more and we would appreciate people so much more after the conversation. So let me take this lean in moment idea just a little bit further here and think about this idea that whenever there's a lean in moment, usually it's touching someone who's had a shared experience that you've had. Mm. And shared experiences are so powerful because it's when your experience and the other person's experience just line up so that Mm. they just kind of really fit. And it's like, oh, I've been there before. I've connected with that before. And that's the kind of experiences that we want to create in our conversations with people. And listen, shared experiences will cause your, your connection quotient. Mm. I just made that up. Your connection quotient will just kind of soar through the roof right there. It will. Because they've got this moment where, Hey, and so, you know, one of the things that I do is whenever I've told a story, I've seen that it's a lean in moment. 
you know, put those things in your pocket. Keep them for next time so that you can pull it out and you can use it again because other people will also have those kinds of shared experiences. And those stories will really make an impact on people's lives. And so going off of that, that just make, it, it reminds us that we, we as leaders, we have to be willing to be vulnerable enough to share our stories. Yeah. We have to, because people connect with that. You know, they, they really connect like, oh, well, they're willing to let their guard down and share what they've been through. Well, then I can too. And I really relate to what you're saying right there is, is that connection point can really help us soar in, in our connections with people. I remember in ministry school, there was she's one of my best friends to this day, Kristen. And I remember we, for the first few weeks, we weren't even talking. I think we both didn't really like each other. We made these assumptions about each other, but then there was one day it was raining and I needed to ride. And I just happened to say, Hey, can I ride with you to go to this other building? And I jump in the car. And for some reason we got on the topic of ex-boyfriends and both of us happened to have just gotten out of relationships and went to school. And we were both pretty heartbroken. We were both pretty you know, raw, things were raw. But can I tell you, we still talk about that conversation because of that connecting point right there. And it skyrocketed our friendship forward in a moment. It was like we became best friends instantly because of one conversation, because both of us had that point of connection. It really don't underestimate that. And watch people if they're leaning in or if you're leaning in, that could be a moment that could help a relationship. Ex-boyfriends will do it. <laughs> I'm thankful for an ex-boyfriend that, that didn't work out, so it led me to you. <laughs> Listen, we've had such a fun time, as you can see, with this conversation, and I hope that it's been enriching to you. I hope that it will help you as a leader to make connections with people. Hey, comment on the video, subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts, tell somebody about it, because we want to grow leaders around us so that we can make a bigger impact. Hey, thanks for joining in with the Leadership Lab podcast.